Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, best-selling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are listening to the High Impact Coaching Podcast, the podcast for coaches by coaches and designed to help coaches build and scale profitable coaching businesses so that they can get to the people around the world that really need them. On this podcast, you're going to have everything from tactics, live tactics and strategies. You're going to have motivational content. You're going to have interviews with the top experts in the world in different spaces to help you grow and scale your business and get to the thousands of people that need you. It's our belief that coaches are at the front of the spear when it comes to world change. And we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to get to the people that really need you. So that being said, if you need our help in any way, shape, or form, feel free to go to xanderfryer.com. We've got tons of other resources and support at xanderfryer.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community with thousands of other six-figure, multiple six-figure, and seven-figure coaches, you can go to xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you're interested in getting our help in the short term, coaching you one-on-one or mentoring you one-on-one to scale your coaching business to six figures in the next 90 days or taking it to seven figures over the next 12 months, go ahead and check out a couple of our programs at xanderfryer.com forward slash programs and feel free to set up a quick 15-minute call with our team to see what we can dig into, find what's not working in your business and see how we can help you scale to that next level. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. All right. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here with Alex Starr, who is our senior business specialist here at High Impact Coaching. Alex, how's it going, brother? It's going fantastic. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, just hanging out another day in quarantine, you know, pretending to get some shit done. Excited to get you on here today. Today with Alex, we're going to be talking about you know, Alex is in charge of all of our marketing and lead generation. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the new way to market in 2020, especially with everything going on. Alex has a very unique past and he's done a lot of amazing shit. So I want to dig into that a little bit. But Alex, before I dig into all the fun stuff, I just want to ask you, what's it like working at High Impact Coaching? If I could like sum it up in a word, maybe energetic, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, you know how when you, when you know when you start with new jobs, you know, you've been with what, Cisco and a bunch of other different companies, right? Yeah. You know, when you start and it's almost like sometimes at the beginning of a new relationship too, where they're putting on their best front and then there's always the underbelly and you usually find out about it a few months into the relationship. Like three to six months in. Yeah. 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 Relationships, work, jobs, like they put on that good veneer at the beginning and then the truth comes out eventually. I've been working here for what, like almost a year and I'm still waiting for that to happen. Yeah. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Yeah. That's so the we're the hot new relationship that never turns into the old busted relationship is what you're saying. So far. Yeah. So far okay. we're staying strong. Yeah. No therapy needed yet. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And it's not like we haven't had our fair share of ups and downs and shit going on either. Yeah. With everything going on in society. Exactly, so. man. Awesome, man. So Alex, before we dig into because obviously, you know, over the last couple of months, you've been doing some amazing stuff here at High Impact Coaching. When we're mm. seeing, you know, other companies like in decline or even shutting their doors, we're continuing to scale up. So I want to dig into like specifically what you're doing with us and that way everybody out there can learn from it. But before we do that, I'd love to get a little bit of your story of how you got here and working with us because you've done so many different things. So maybe we could probably even go back to like, I don't know, take me back and start where you want to start. Basically, I follow the standard route through high school and college that a lot of people do, right? And you, you go to school and then you go get a job or you go to college depending on your family circumstance and things like that because that's what you do, Yeah, right? And that's what you think you need to do. And from there, right, when I was done with college is when I realized that I didn't want to just go get a job like I had lived a fairly fortunate life until then. So 
I decided I was going to do Peace Corps. Yeah. Then I realized I didn't want to do two years in another country. So I did AmeriCorps to help out domestically. It's like a domestic Peace Corps for a year. That's what set my trajectory on a completely different path. That's what made me realize, meet a ton of people from all these different backgrounds, helping out in a homeless shelter, doing all these different things. It's right. Choosing to live a service oriented life, like right from the beginning. Exactly. It's about, yeah, having like that service first mentality and putting like knowledge ahead of and experiences ahead of just chasing the job or just chasing the money because that is what we were told to do. Yeah. Which I think is something that pretty much every coach can connect with. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. A lot of coaches are in the space because they probably don't want to be in the nine to five. They know they have something valuable to offer, something yeah. to give, but they just find themselves, you know, half a mile down this path going like, wait, how, I didn't, how the shit did I end up over I, here? Exactly. I didn't mean to go down this path. And so now we all have to backtrack and go down that other path that we want to go down. Yeah. So yeah. And that's what led me to like wildland firefighting. Once again, service. How long, how long were you a firefighter for again? I did that for four seasons total, one in Colorado and three in Arizona. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then you got into sales and marketing somehow. And then, yeah. And then because I, chopping I, down, chopping down trees and, and preventing forest fires was not adrenaline well, enough for you. Yeah. Well, you, you should see the guys that are 40 that were doing it and they had like broken knees and yeah. way too much, too, way too much Copenhagen stuck in their teeth. <laughs> So permanent, uh, permanent shoe stuck. stuck. I'm not kidding you. My captain Russell had like permanent Copenhagen stuck in between his teeth. So yeah, then I moved to Austin and I wanted to get into the startup scene and got into sales, got into marketing and got into startups. And that's what led me meeting you guys, meeting you right over sushi with Anthony. Yeah. Eventually getting connected to what you guys were doing and really being drawn to the culmination of all those different things, right? Like we're here to make money and there's nothing wrong with that, but we're here to provide a service to people and to help people. Yeah. I think that's really important for everybody to understand, right? It's like everybody has to make money at some point. Like you're going to have to make money to do the things that you want to do and realizing that you can actually make money helping people, right? You can actually make money bringing service to the world rather than just doing something meaningless. And that's kind of what gets everybody into the coaching space to begin with. Yeah. And it's weird too, because when you look at, even though you could have a lot of debate around like, you know, these giant companies and some of the harm they do to the world. If you look at like Steve Jobs, for instance, like how much he has helped the world. He's a yeah. perfect example. Or Bill Gates, right? Like, how no, much I think Bill Gates, a- Bill Gates is one of my favorite examples. Right. Like, he still is helping the world. You see him do TED Talks three years ago talking about how we're not prepared for a pandemic. And then here we are in a pandemic. Like, yeah. he's always helping the world and society. The dude is worth whatever, $50 billion. It's, you know, it's, it's super funny because one of the masterminds that I'm a part of, the 100 million mastermind experience, one of the guys in the mastermind, his name's Walter O'Brien. He's the clinically tested smartest man on the face of the earth. 197 IQ. Einstein was like a 162, right? This guy, like he hacked NASA when he was 15 years old. And one of the things that he talks about is how, you know, in order to be significant, first you have to be selfish. And he uses Bill Gates as an example. Bill Gates was a selfish prick for 50 years and did nothing but make money. But now he's like, he can cure malaria with like one signature on a check. He's doing TED Talks talking about exactly what's going on three years ago. Right. But he had to be selfish and make money first to actually be significant in the world. Yeah. And that's a huge mental shift is when you realize that it's a selfish and an unselfish act to make money. I heard this great metaphor that somebody asked, you know, if you took all of your friends and made everybody rich, is that the type of world you'd want to live in? Like all the best people you know, and you made them rich. That is a great question. And it's like, yeah, I would. And it's like, okay, so there's not a problem with being rich, right? Like you want good people to be rich. 
Yeah. And instead of like saying all these evil people are rich and they have all the power and influence, it's like, yeah, that's kind of the way it works. So we, the good people need to get rich and get money so you yeah. can influence and change from that perspective. I love that. So if you're a good person out there, you have a moral responsibility to get out there and make some goddamn money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. Cool. So that being said, I definitely want to dig into, I want to dig into marketing. I want to dig into sales and everything that you've been doing. You've been heading up our lead generation and marketing now. You know, I'd love for you, like while other companies are declining, we seem to be getting more leads and we seem to be getting higher quality leads yeah. than everybody else. Like what yeah. would you say are like maybe the top two or three reasons that that's happening? Connection, connection, and connection. One of the top Talk to reasons. me. What does connection mean to you? So it means that in this day and age, it's 2020, right? We're in April 2nd, 2020 right now. And everybody is tired of being sold to. Everyone's tired of being swindled. Everyone is just getting very, very, just what's the word I'm thinking of? Like overdrawn or just exasperated from being yeah. sold to all the time. I'm just sick of it. And you know what too is the thing is, is the other thing that's contributing to this is that if you go on Instagram and you're seeing ads are being promoted to, you go on Netflix now, you're seeing it before you get on there. Facebook, every single platform that we're on all day, we're being sold yeah. to in different ways. Like you think of Facebook alone, right? And Facebook alone, 18 months ago, 18 to 24 months ago, you would get one ad for every 20 posts. Right. And they switched it. Yeah. And over the course of those 18 months, it was one ad every 20. Then it was one ad every 15. Then it was one ad every right. 10. And now it's like one ad every six or something. They're pretty much capped out. Right? Yeah. They're like, this is it. We show you as many advertisements as we can without you completely quitting Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And most of us have a natural and somewhat healthy skepticism yeah. to these types of things because there are schemes out there and there are scams out there and there's people no. that are doing, yeah, these like, you know, that are trying to make that quick buck. And so everyone has their defenses up even more so now than ever. Yeah. And the only way around that is through genuine, and I know authentic is a hot word, but it's true. It needs to be like genuine connection with people. You have to care. You, you actually have to give actually a shit. care. You yes. have to and people give a shit about how much you give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's huge because I think you're spot on. Like, it's never been easier. It's never been easier to get into the online world, like into marketing, sales, online business. It's never been easier. Right. The barrier to entry is like less than nothing. Yeah. Right. Like you, like you can you make an back, Instagram like, post tomorrow. It, for yeah, free. exactly. Like you yeah. look back 25 years ago and you would have had to get a business up and running. You would have had to buy a physical store. Yeah, you would have right. had to put, you know, like thousands of dollars down a month. You would have to buy inventory. You'd have to do all this stuff. And now literally like you tomorrow listening to this, if you don't have a business, you could start a business tomorrow with nothing. Yeah, you can make an Instagram post right now and say, hey, I have a couple of products. Who wants to buy them? Who wants to buy this? Yeah. Like, and post on your Instagram for free. Yeah. And I think because of that, like, because of that, just like you mentioned, because of the barrier to entry, there's more people out there pushing shit that is very low value. So yeah. like, more than ever, because there's so much out there, we have like our skepticism wall is yes. like beyond the roof now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things going on. Like one, you do have to... Even though I said connection three times over, now I'm changing it and I'm just adding a couple <laughs> of things. I give you permission to change it, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Like, for instance, the reason why that when I go and I start connecting with people in these different platforms that we're doing, when I'm going and connecting with them, I am coming from a place that I know the value that we bring. Yeah. So it's coming from a very honest and pure place. Like my intentions are clean. Right. Because I know what we offer and what we do. Because you see the back end and everybody because getting Because I can see constant. the back end. Right, exactly. So if you're a coach doing it and you genuinely have seen 
the results that you have gotten for, let's say, 5, 10, 15, 20 clients, then when you go and connect with those people, it's going to come from that authentic place, knowing that you can actually help them and then being a human with them. Yeah. It's got to be both of those. Because if you're trying to connect, but you don't provide a value, then that's just becoming a friend with somebody. And yeah. if you can provide a value, but you're a dick online or you're coming off a scammy <laughs> or you don't want to connect with people. Or you're or just you know, automating, right? That's the other thing. Or you're Everybody just automating. Just automates. Yeah. People are just lazy, right? Yeah. They just put all the automation out there and let's see if it just takes care of itself. Okay. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Because, you know, when you do these initial messages, a lot of times people will create a script or something and then they'll outsource it. Right. Or yeah. they'll just go on and they'll just start mass copy and paste and yeah. send it out to everybody. If you're listening to this right now, have you ever gotten like that, like copy and paste message on exactly. Instagram or on Facebook or, you know, like whatever it is, like Emails. you know exactly what we're talking about. Like it's literally just copy and paste messaging and seeing if that actually works. Yeah. It's kind of like, if you've forgotten a text, I do this like when I text people to come over to my house for a party or something actually. Yeah. And like, I'll send every single person individual text and I'll say like, Hey, I want you like, I'll send like to my buddy Ray, let's say for instance. And I'll say like, Hey man, I'm really looking forward to having you and Kelly join. Yeah. You know, it's personal. next weekend, just personalizing the little bit. It takes me another half hour as opposed to sending a massive group text. But this is kind of a weird metaphor I hadn't thought of till now, but I get pretty, like an 80, pretty damn good metaphor. <laughs> I'll get like an 80% show rate if I have like, you know, a party or something that yeah. at our house, you know, because yeah. it's personalized. When I think, you know, to that point, again, like we're living in a world where we're so connected yet we're more disconnected than ever. Yeah. Right. Like we can all connect with everybody, but we're not taking the time to genuinely like to use your word to genuinely actually establish a relationship with someone. Right. Like really care, show intention, know them, know what matters to them and actually consider what's best for them rather exactly. than just like spamming people. Exactly. And to harp on that, I think it's not as hard as people think because that's somewhat abstract right now, right? It's like, just yeah. connect with people, be genuine. But I want to reiterate the fact that it doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with them. It doesn't mean you're sending paragraphs and essays to people. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're sending videos all the time. And like, here's a picture of my dog. And yeah. Like, I was going to say like picture of me and Maddie on date night. Like, yeah. Like this is not what we're doing here. Like this is like, you're not dating these people, you know, yeah. what you're doing is very simple things through their messages, through your communication where you even just mention their dog or just say, God, that beach looks beautiful. Where's that? You know, yeah. and just connecting with them. On, if they mention anything about, I went to lunch. My husband and I just got back from this vacation. I have a dog. You see on their thing, they like tennis. You don't even have to like tennis. You can just say, who's your favorite tennis player? Yeah. You know, my I uncle think, played tennis. I mean, it's, it's just- Again, it comes back to caring. I think mm -hmm. it's, this is so weird, right? Like we're in an age where like the old school marketing and old school sales is dead, right? And it all comes back to just actually caring about someone. I remember we had a client sign up with us a little while ago. I remember I actually, this was like back when I was doing sales calls and I had a call with her and she ended up not being able to enroll because she had some health complications come up with like a surgery her dad was getting. Like a bunch of stuff happened, right? And so she wasn't able to work with us. And a month later, I just shot her a text to check and see how her dad was. Because mm. I remember that shit. Like I actually care. About, this person's not even working with us. Mm -hmm. But I remember that shit when I had this conversation with her. And I shot her a message. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, just wanted to check in how you're, you know, see how your dad's been going. No, it's been a few weeks. Like I hope everything's been all right. And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, dad's been doing really well. And then she shot me another text like two weeks later was like, I need to join. Like, I can't believe you even remembered that my dad was, you know, like had to go to the hospital. I was like, yeah, of course. Like I actually, I'm not a dick. I care. Yeah. Right? But sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, it can be extremely small and people 
like we all know when someone actually cares or not too. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know? Like, what is it that makes sure you know? The vibes, for lack of a better word. The woo-woo and energetic stuff? Yeah. Well, the, you know what? The universe what? juice? <laughs> the universe juice, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The universe, yeah, juiciness that's coming at you. Caring also means saying no. Yeah. What and do you mean by that? Willing, Expand on that. Yeah. If you're willing to talk to someone and tell them, you know what? Like, it's been great talking to you. I honestly, I don't think that it's a good fit for even us to get on the phone because you know, you're already way ahead of this or you're, you seem like you're already crushing it. Like to be honest, I don't think you need any help and I wish you the best. And that's amazing what you're doing. Yeah. Here's something else that you can check out. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Like still, if you want to give them the Facebook group or something like that, but like, if you really care, then you're willing. It's like, it's back to the relationship metaphor, right? Like if you're not a good fit, then you have to set each other free kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, what's that one movie where it's like love? It's like, if you set it free, it's like a butterfly. And if it's meant to be, it comes back and it, it comes hand. back. Yeah. It was like that funny. Yeah. I don't know, it's like wedding crashes or something, but I don't know. Yeah. You have to be willing to say no. <laughs> awesome. In terms of coaches out there, right? Cause obviously, you know, you work with a lot of our coaches and you see what they're doing in terms of coaches. What do you think is the biggest mistake they make when it comes to their marketing? That's a great question. I think a lot of times from what I've seen from like the masterminds we've hosted, the live events that we've been doing, a lot of times they get in their heads thinking that it has to be absolutely perfect when they're talking to people. Yeah. And they think like, hey, I don't know exactly what to say here. Like they're trying to follow an exact script to it. And it's not like that. Once again, it's a human on the other end of the thing. So they ask a question, then you respond. And it doesn't have to be this perfect script every time. Everybody's different and everyone has different responses and is just in a different situation. And so I think a lot of times I see them trying to figure out like, what is that perfect formula that I can use every time? Like yeah. trying to automate it. Yeah. I'm not realizing it's an art form. Yeah. It's an art form. Yeah. You can kind of somewhat automate the structure. In the same way that you go and cook a recipe and you're going to follow the recipe, but you add in your own stuff, you cook it here, you're going to put it on your own plate, like you're going to serve it different people. So it doesn't have to be like this exact, exact structure every time in the system. Yeah. And I think that's important too. Like being that it's a skill set, it's something that you master over time. You're not going to get it perfect to begin with anyways. Yeah. It's like, I mean, how many people do I talk to every week and I still will sometimes come up against roadblocks or like, man, I don't really know what to say here. Yeah. And I've done it thousands of times. And I think a yeah. lot of coaches think that they do a few and they should have everything hundred percent down by now. Yeah, absolutely. It's an ever evolving um, process. Cool. I like that. A couple quick ones for you to close this out. Obviously you've got an awesome podcast and you've been doing a lot of weird shit over the years. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done? The weirdest thing I've ever done? Yeah. The first thing that came to my mind was I was staying at a farm in Costa Rica where I was like volunteering for a month, like helping them out on the farm. And the old grandma on the farm walked down to the chicken coop one day and I assumed she was going to slaughter the chicken to make food. So I asked her in Spanish if I could help. She said, sure. We walk back up to the place. She hands me a broomstick and she tells me to put the broomstick over the chicken's head. I thought we were going to cut its head off like normal people I thought did. Instead, I put the broomstick over on its neck. I grab it by its feet and I yank its entire body out of its head. Oh my God. 
<laughs> and then I hand it to the old grandma because she wanted it to do what she was going to do with it. This, this it, interview just took a total turn that I was not the, expecting. And this is the first thing that came to my mind. You said the weirdest thing. I'm glad we asked, dude. <laughs> I, so I hand her this headless chicken now that is now, you know, still squawking, like they said, running around with the, oh like a chicken's head's cut off. I hand it to her. It slips during that transaction, falls into like some mud beneath us. And now it's like bloody and it's muddy and shooting stuff all over. And the grandma's laughing and everybody was cracking. The grandma's cracking up. You're freaking out. Oh, the grandma out. was cracking crying, up. Like. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, but the grandma was loving it. She's like, oh, come here, you know, a little. And she oh, like, mijo, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we ate it that night and it was delicious. Oh, so, my. Sorry, vegans. But yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. All right. You won <laughs> that round. You beat me on that one, man. Awesome. What's the best book that you've read recently and why? My favorite book? Recently. Oh man, probably I am reading, I just read Never Split the Difference. There's two different ones. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss is absolutely incredible for any coach out there. It is like one of the most valuable things you could read. Anybody actually, any business person, Yeah. the way you communicate, the way that you negotiate in your life and relation to work. And then I'm also reading Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel, which yeah. is yeah, all about like relationships and the dynamic between if anyone here is in the couple, it's been extremely helpful for that. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Last question for you. Who's your favorite team member on HIC? Oh, shit. Probably Cahal. <laughs> I really hope he's not watching this. <laughs> he's just funny, man. I just like talking shit to him. He's the best one to talk shit to, so I think that's why I like him so much. And he's awesome. a great guy, too. Beautiful, brother. Alex, thanks for hopping on. You know, we're going to do more interviews with you, I think, to just really dig into a lot of the questions that coaches have around marketing, sales, everything like that. So thanks for hopping on, man. Any last words of wisdom you want to give the coaches out there? Intimacy over authority all day. Yeah. yeah. Just focus on that. Come from a good place and connect with people in the right way and, and keep doing it. You know, don't stop after just a couple. Beautiful, beautiful, man. If this interview has been helpful for you, go ahead and comment below what's been the most helpful. If you're listening out to this out in podcast land, leave us a review so that we can get Alex back on here and we can do more of these. <laughs> and if anybody's interested in getting our help to help you scale your coaching business, over the next 90 days, go ahead and check out our programs. Go to xanderfryer.com forward slash programs. You can check out our program so we can help you get your coaching business up and running. You can uh, also email again. me directly to alex at xanderfryer.com and I can There you go. Email Alex directly, alex at yeah. xanderfryer.com as well. He's happy to chat. But again, thanks, Alex. And we'll see you on here next time, brother. For sure, man. Thanks, dude.